0: Capital Market Insights from ICMA.
1: Welcome to the ICMA podcast. I am Mushtaq Kapasi, ICMA's Chief Representative, Asia-Pacific, based in Hong Kong. We have been running a mini-series of podcasts with leading experts at ICMA member firms to offer their views on the global macro outlook, and in particular, implications for the international bond markets. And today, we are delighted to have back as our guest, Ashwin Jolly senior dealer at ICICI Bank UK PLC. Ashwin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Great to hear you again and see you as well as we record. Uh, you're based in London. I'm um, here in Hong Kong, and but you work for a bank headquartered in India, and your coverage is globally across emerging markets. So for 2023 so far, what, in your view, has been particularly thematic across emerging markets year to date, and how would you compare and contrast this to developed markets?
0: Sure. So the start of the year had EM assets benefiting from global macro tailwinds and China's reopening. In January, the macro environment provided further tailwinds, allowing EMD assets to start the new year on a positive note extending the gains made in the Santa Claus rally of 2022. The EM election calendar remains heavy through next year, with Argentina and Poland holding a crucial vote in the fall, while Russia, Egypt, Tunisia, Taiwan and Indonesia are scheduled to hold presidential elections next year. India also holds its national elections next year, and Modi will be seeking a third term, a feat achieved by no other Indian head of state since the 60s. Similarly, elections are due in the UK and the US. Non-Chinese high-yield EMD has been touted by the sell side, as have non-commodity exposed Latin American credits. A high-yield Indian commodity firm that had short-term liquidity concerns had been offering up yields of greater than 30% with just one or two months to maturity, but which were fully redeemed at maturity. Indian treble beads that are state-backed are perceived as safer than their rating would suggest, but the lack of issuance is reflected in their relatively expensive valuation.
1: Okay, thank you. Some uh, great detail in there. And it looks like over the next 18 months, the uh, political landscape will be quite uh, important to the um, performance of of EM. Now, um, just going a bit more into details, uh, what are you seeing and hearing in relation to flows and the views about different emerging market debt sub-asset classes?
0: Yes, we crossed the half year mark. A couple of weeks ago, with the EM USD AG at positive 3.2%, it underperformed US high yield and Euro high yield, which were both at four and a half percent. A prolonged Fed hiking cycle is generally not great news for EM bonds, but with EM local currency, the disinflationary trends in emerging markets should allow the start of cutting cycles, creating opportunities for bond investors. This would support the flow picture for local currency bond funds that have outperformed hard currency by 3-4% year to date. The period from Easter to quarter end at the end of June was a doldrums period for spreads and flows with a lack of investor conviction. This is unsurprising as the narrative from the IMF and World Bank spring meetings just after Easter was of a wait and see approach. Till the Silicon Valley debacle and the Credit Suisse debacle, inflows into EM bond funds grew from a low base. But that has reversed course from Easter onwards.
1: Okay, so really uh, quite a mixed uh, review, I'd say. Um, Some uh, improvements in performance for EM, but uh, some outflows as well compared to uh, DM. Okay, Um, now let's cut this a different way, if you don't mind. Um, Talk to me about individual country nuances, regional nuances uh, across emerging market debt, um, in particular maybe comparing last year to this year so far?
0: Right. So 2021 was about the pandemic and post-pandemic reopening trade for the world, ex-China. 2022 fell apart on account of technology woes and then the Ukraine conflict. And then April 2022 onwards has been all about inflation. Every decision, short term trend and valuation has been led by the US CPI and its resultant impact on rates, recessionary outlook and FX. The resilient developed world job market has muddied proceedings as the pendulum is swung between a hard landing, a soft landing, and even no landing. However, EM assets have significantly repriced, reflecting an improved global macro and support of technicals. For example, EM USD new issuance, including private placements, is at the $4 billion mark. And it's just 5% of EMD new issuance compared to around $24 billion in 2021. Even the neutrals are suggestive that there is now a higher chance of a soft landing in the G7 and China's reopening has been another source of encouraging news for EM assets, though June was a month of weakness in China. This contrasts with the significant amount of negativity that was priced in many EM assets for most of 2022, where the EM agg fell 21%. One country, which was topical on account of a natural disaster and an election, Alongside its influence on NATO was Turkey that issues in both euros and USD for its external financing targets. Another story in Q123 wore the allegations of a short seller upon an Indian conglomerate that rocked its USD bond complex. Staying with India, the scarcity of renewable new issuance year to date has been noticeable relative to 2022 in particular em assets have enjoyed a strong rally especially lower credit quality em like el salvador argentina and sri lanka mexico has benefited from the french shoring approach taken by the us post-election brazil has experienced a degree of unexpected unrest instability has taken a toll on peru while argentina is constrained by economic imbalances
1: Okay. Um, unrest, instability, economic imbalances—um, quite a bit to uh, hold on to, so to speak—in in different emerging markets. But overlying that uh, is really global watching, global concern about inflation and rates. So, really, have to pay attention to the, the the global situation as well as the the onshore situation. Um. Okay. Final question for you, Ashwin. Um. Now that we are in the summer, we're in July. To, 2023. Um, What is the narrative for the markets um, over the next uh, couple of months? Um, It's customarily a a quiet period. So what are you seeing in the short term?
0: The interest in EM local currency continues for those confident enough to adjust allocations. It may soon become a crowded trade. That said, the recent surge in short-term rates may tempt many investors to hold additional cash instead of engaging in EM risk assets and being exposed to volatility. Asian hard currency IG is nearly flat on US IG, which is the tightest in over three years. Given the historically low yield premium between standard EM credit indices and short-term risk-free rates, there is a school of thought that there is little incentive for investors to increase their EM risk exposure right now.
1: Okay. Very interesting. Uh, thank you again, Ashwin. Really appreciate your insights and your expertise here. Um, we have now reached the end of this podcast, and we welcome your feedback on this episode, as well as suggestions for other topics. Please also feel free to contact us at ICMA, apac at icmagroup.org. That's A-P-A-C at icmagroup.org for any questions or ideas regarding our work in the bond markets. Thanks again, Ashwin. Any time. And thank you all for listening. We wish you good health and an excellent day ahead. Goodbye for now.
0: Thank you for listening. For more ICMA podcasts and further information on capital markets, please visit our website, icnagroup.org.